Happy Space Exploration Day. It was this day in 1969 that the first man walked on the moon, and uh, now we call this Space Exploration Day. Of course, we talked about Jeff Bezos and his um, flight this morning into, well, very, very low orbit, suborbital, whatever that means. But he did it. And it was successful, and everybody's back on the ground, and they're holding a press conference today and talking about the experience. So pretty cool, pretty exciting. Of course, uh, Richard Branson, with his Virgin Galactic, did it, uh, I think, 10 days ago now. Uh, He was the first. So we're going to see more of this. Space tourism is an emerging front. Um, Coming up for the next hour or so, we're going to talk about a few different space stories, since it is Space Exploration Day. Um, Some of them that are going to probably hurt your head uh, in researching and reading about them last night, it hurt my head. We're going to talk about wormholes. We've all heard of wormholes. If you've watched Star Trek, you've probably heard of wormholes. Basically, it's a a bending of the space-time continuum. I can say that, but I have no idea what that means. No concept whatsoever. So uh, we're going to get some insight onto whether these things exist, and there's some increasing evidence that, you know what, they just might. And if they do... What does that mean for space travel? All kinds of really cool things. So that's going to be the stuff that's way out there. That's pretty uh, intense stuff. And we're also going to talk about some stuff, you know, for just your average sky watcher. We're going to talk about when you look into the night sky, why are some planets so bright? What makes these planets so bright? There's a bunch of different factors that go into how bright a planet appears to us in the night sky. And uh, we'll get some insight on how that works and what we can watch for. Right now, though, we're going to talk about UFOs. And aliens, because everybody loves that. Uh, We've talked about this report before, the Pentagon report that came out last month, um, detailing what they know and what they found out about. They don't call them UFOs anymore. They call them UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. I don't know what the change is. Maybe we can find out from our guest. But um, essentially what we're talking about is this report saying, you know what, there are things flying around out there that we cannot identify. We've seen them, we've recorded them, we've got all kinds of data on them, and we don't know what they are, which is kind of interesting. So to get some insight on that report and where we might go next from here, we're going to chat with Chris Rutkowski, who is a Winnipeg-based ufology researcher, if I said that correctly. Chris, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. Glad to be here. So this report, highly anticipated, uh, everybody watching and waiting to see what would appear in this report. And I guess the overwhelming sentiment is, okay, yes, there are things in the sky that we cannot say, oh, it's this, that, or the other. We just don't know, right? Yeah, I think a lot of people were disappointed in the report because it just didn't come out and say, yes, uh, UFOs are aliens. And I think that's what people were looking for this to say. But it was never intended to do that. It was just uh, trying to get a handle on what it was that these military pilots were reporting all the time. And uh, they actually, you know, don't use the term UFO. Like you said, it's it's unidentified aerial phenomena mm-hmm. because they're not going to presume that it's, uh, you know, the, we have this idea that UFOs mean alien, and they wanted to stay away from that. So they went to great lengths to avoid uh, talking in those terms. So they say, okay, there's 143 instances of things we have documented that we can't identify, but they're very careful, as you say, to go on and say, that doesn't mean there's little green men flying around in spacecraft, right? Yeah, actually, it's a little more um, finessed than that. Uh, It's 143 things uh, that uh, they couldn't positively identify. And then if you actually uh, burrow into the report a little bit, it says that uh, a lot of these things couldn't be identified positively, but they 
kind of had a good idea. They didn't have enough information to positively nail them down. And the implication was that a lot of them could be stars, planets, planes, you know, uh, satellites, and all that sort of stuff. So uh, a lot of them, uh, you know, weren't necessarily unexplained completely, yeah. but they had an idea. It's like saying, you know, I, I saw a light moving last night uh, over the airport. Uh, I don't know exactly what plane it was, and it didn't kind of look exactly like a plane that I'm used to, but that's probably what it was, but I'm not going to definitely say that's what it was. That's kind of the situation. But despite that, there were, uh, you know, a little under a dozen cases that they said uh, moved in ways that didn't suggest they were plane stars, satellites, and all that sort of stuff. So uh, there, there was a small percentage, actually, you know, 15 or 12 or 15 percent, and that's you know good news for the uh, the hardcore fans and believers. So you know, there's this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Some hope there. Like you say, I think it was a little underwhelming when the report came out. Um, a lot of this stuff we knew already, right? There was, uh, it's changed over time in terms of, you know, these reports have come out in dribs and drabs before. So some of this stuff wasn't entirely new. Uh, no, um, that's true. However, this batch of, of sightings, you know, the United States has been a little bit uh, careful about not saying too much about what's been happening uh, in its skies, what mm. its pilots have been seeing. Uh, there was that Project Blue Book that a lot of people remember the TV show from not long ago, which was really, really terrible. Um, but uh, it really existed, and the United States Air Force eventually, by the end of the 1960s, closed it down because they said, you know, there's not really anything here that's that's worth looking at. However, since then, uh, it's been kind of like a black hole. We don't really know what was going on in the United States uh, up until fairly recently when it was discovered that there had been a project to investigate uh, UFOs and, uh, excuse me, <laughs> to investigate UFOs. And the idea was that some of these cases uh, didn't seem to have explanations. So uh, people were really looking forward to this report. In Canada, actually, you know, we've had a fairly good, consistent record, the uh, UFOs, and they actually call them UFOs in Canada, not UFPs. <laughs> Transport Canada actually calls them UFOs, and National Research Council called them UFOs, and the RCMP investigated cases as well. So we actually have a good record of what really was seen in Canadian skies. But um, out in the States, we don't know so much. How confident are we? I mean, we're not operating under the assumption that now we know everything that they know, right? Like, this report wasn't um, all-encompassing, was it? No, in fact, this was a preliminary report. Uh, there's supposed to be one uh, sort of an update coming. In fact, people have found out already that uh, there's a longer report that's uh, uh, only slightly longer, I think 15 or 16 or 17 pages, something like that, um, that people are trying to get their hands on. 
so we do know there's more reports coming, and uh, there you know we'll be hearing things like this for quite some time. You know, if people are really interested in this subject. This was only a very small subset uh, of uh, reports because this only came from military pilots in mm-hmm. the United States during a, only a matter of months. But we know in Canada we have something like a thousand cases reported every year. Um, there's actually an Ipsos poll that just came out yesterday um, that showed that uh, about one in ten Canadians believe they've seen UFOs, and uh, more than half of the uh, Canadians polled believe in UFOs, and uh, 65% believe that intelligent ext- extraterrestrial life uh, exists. And there's even a TV show coming up uh, starting uh, in August called uh, X, uh, sorry, uh, Encounter UFO on the T&E network that uh, you know explores some classic Canadian cases uh, like the Shag Harbor UFO crash and something happened at Falcon Lake and and other cases around the world. So this is a subject that really um, has uh, attracted it a lot of attention because people want to know. A oh, lot yeah. of people have seen UFOs. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. It, it taps into something uh, in just about everybody that really opens up the curiosity. Um, am I wrong in, you know, in just the way that this whole situation is being handled, particularly by the United States government, where it used to be sort of rejected out of hand and it wasn't given a lot of runway by the officials. It was sort of like, oh no, that was a weather balloon, or oh no, there's no UFOs, to now coming out and releasing some of this video and coming out and saying, yeah, you know what, there are things that that we can't identify. Are they moving a little closer to saying, you know, not that there's aliens or anything like that, but just sort of being more open with the fact that, you know what, there is phenomenon in the night sky that we can't identify. Well, yeah, and they have to because uh, you know if you see the if you see the videos, you you see something very strange moving in the sky, and there are firsthand reports from pilots who say that you know these things are flying circles around their planes, and you know if it's not aliens, um, it you know it has to be something uh, uh, you know that pilots can't identify, maybe some advanced technology, some very unusual drones, if may, might be Russian, might be Chinese, and in any of those cases, it's something that should be studied. Uh, in Canada, you know, Transport Canada logs lots of reports from pilots all the time uh, who have said they've seen UFOs and odd things in the sky. And, you know, uh, pilots are flying these planes with uh, hundreds of passengers on board. And if mm-hmm. the pilots are seeing things that aren't there or if the technology, if the radar is picking up things that isn't there, you know, that's a concern. And uh, it's rightly so that there should be uh, an investigation into these types of phenomena. Well, that's the thing. That's sort of the way it's being positioned is in a national security context, right? Because... And that makes perfect sense. I mean, you you need to know what is out there and if it potentially poses a threat. So they are really putting this in the context of national security interest, right? It's uh, national security and uh, personal safety because, uh, you know, there are hundreds and hundreds of reports from uh, pilots, uh, both military and uh, uh, civilian. And, uh, you know, if things are flying around up there, let's say, let's assume that, uh, you know, a lot of them are drones that are flying at you know, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, a couple of kilometers up. That's that's something that should be concerned because these things shouldn't be flying up there. And uh, it's a matter of trying to figure out what these things are. Um, what do you anticipate next? What's the next step in this? I know this was sort of a, a milestone for a lot of people. What do you anticipate happening next year? Well, I think we will get an update. Uh, I think that the uh, uh, the classified version of the report will eventually leak out. I predict that we'll get, uh, you know, there's sort of been a steady trickle of UFO videos that have been released um, by yeah. the same group that released this batch, and most don't seem all that interesting. But, 
you know, maybe we'll eventually get some good provenance and, and get some really good details that, uh, you know, reveal what these things might be. Excellent. And we'll watch that closely. Chris, thanks so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. That is Chris Rutkowski, who is Canada's, I'd say, leading ufologist, if that's how you pronounce that word. He's a ufology researcher based in Winnipeg.